what's up, everything? After the Blues lost seven games in a row, Jordan Bennington single-handedly snapped their streak of misfortune. So they just suddenly became a good team again, right? Wrong. Prepare for the cold, hard truth, people, because the trade deadline's are coming So let's get started, and let's go Blues. Thursday, April 8th, and it's a cold day outside. Mm-hmm. It's a cold day in our hearts. Oh. We're starting late. It's all my fault. Ian, how are you doing this evening? I asked for this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing I'm doing all right. You know what? I think the, the win we'll talk about and just overall time uh, has softened how I feel about the blues, but I'm ready to get angry again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm ready to get white hot. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think this is gonna be an interesting episode because we did have the win, spoiler alert, and that kind of balances. Like I think we both sort of wanted them to lose eight in a row so we could just come in, just oh, yeah. fueled by rage, much like we like the angry episodes on fueled by ramen records and many of the other early emo bands. Really? Uh, yes, I don't. I'm know a big fan of ramen, but yeah, it's I mean, so good. Solid. But can... like real ramen. Oh yeah. Right. But actually, some of the fake ramen's well, good, sure. too. I mean, if you're if you a poor college student and you got a mm. buck, that's a whole meal. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we wanted to be fueled by rage. I think this gives us a little more balance, though. I'm still going to be pretty ragey, to be honest <laughs> with you. But uh, I think it's nice to have a little bit of a, like, the sky isn't actively falling as bad. So mm. now we can be a little more honest about, like, Hey, what makes sense and what doesn't before the trade deadline? Whereas, if we come in on another loss, I would have been like, trade everybody, trade O'Reilly. I don't give a crap. You <laughs> yeah. know, like we can at least have that balance. So, speaking of trades, a couple of the early trickle in trade deadline trades, perhaps the only this year, because it's either I'm a little be worried. real good or real bad, and I think it's going to be real bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Islanders really, with the big big move, acquiring Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac from the New Jersey Devils. Uh, for AJ Greer, Mason Jopst, such a not, hockey name. That's not even a person. Such a hockey name. A first round pick in next year's draft and a conditional fourth round pick in the 2022 NHL draft. A uh, little bit of a surprise, I think, because there was a lot of talk about the Devils trying to extend Paul Mary. Now, obviously, that could still happen. He could mm-hmm. just sign there again. But, uh, I mean, I think that's a, a slam dunk for the Devils because you go out and you trade. You know, two big assets for a big return. I don't know anything about Greer and Jobst. I guess I can look up the Pronman uh, article if there is one about while you talk about this. But I think a, a huge home run for uh, the Devils, and I think a pretty big, pretty big swing by the Islanders to say, "Hey, you know, we're really in this thing. We're really going for it." Mm-hmm. And we got two big pieces to help our top nine. You know, maybe maybe it's Ajax, your fourth line center, penalty killer type. But you know, big big pieces nonetheless. He's, nonetheless, he's a uh, 
Travis Ajax a, you know, a veteran presence. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't know. I mean, I guess he's been with the Devils his entire career, and so I don't know when that started, but they were better at the beginning of his career, so he probably has some playoff experience um, other than that one series where Hall took them all the way into mm -hmm. the playoffs. But, yeah, Travis Zajac, Kyle Palmieri, especially, I think, big wins for the Islanders. I tweeted out, you know, I think the Islanders, um, I wouldn't be upset to see them win. I think there's a fun story in the Islanders winning the Cup or going far in the playoffs because it's just showing over and over again that they didn't need um, John Tavares. And that, you know, to me, that seemed like when they got rid of John Tavares, or when they got rid of him, when he walked... Um, it seemed like that team was gutted. Like to me, it seemed like okay, they got to start over. That's like such yeah. a centerpiece of that team. They got to start over, and they they kind of did, but they really just built a fun a fun little team out of that squad. I mean, you've got Matt Barzal, who's a big piece of that, obviously. Mm -hmm. But between Brock Nelson and Anders Lee, and who'd they get last Brock year? Nelson, oh, he's he's not Four very good looking. looking. <laughs> A face only a mother would love. That's not fair, but... Yes. And I think they needed this, too, because isn't Anders Lee out for, like, the rest of the season or for a long yeah, time? What happened to him? I don't he, even know. Some weird. I'll look it up. His head exploded. <laughs> he, he has type 3 diabetes. <laughs> the only person. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he's done. Um... But yeah, they needed to Ooh, fill that spot. On, Kyle Ocposa fell on him and Carter Hatton. I was like his own teammate, but he hasn't been on the Islanders in forever. <laughs> years, I know. Who's the other guy they got last year at the trade deadline? Pajot. Uh, Pajot's actually fit in there pretty yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. I think they've they've assembled a nice little team there. And Barry Trotz, who knew? Uh, great coach. So I think they get pretty far on this. I like that... Um, that their GM, is their GM actually Lou Lamorello? Is that their real GM, or is mm -hmm. he like the president or whatever? Uh, I think they're GM. Okay. Here, I'm on the same article. Well, team president and general manager. Oh, I see. He's got to be both. Uh, it's like how you know how Joe Biden's the president, but also the secretary of the treasury. So, <laughs> like, I got him. <laughs> uh, he always, I think they talked about him Puck Soup, he always goes for it when he has a chance if he has a chance his team or his, his team's in the playoffs he'll actually actually buy he won't be mm -hmm. shrewd about it he's like i'll give these guys a chance to win and i think that's you know pat on the back to him and that team for going out there and doing something especially in a trade deadline where like we sort of talked about i don't think there's going to be that much movement i think paul mary was a big piece aside from hall who's going to move out of buffalo for sure I think with Palmieri cleared, it leaves a little more room for Hoffman now to be moved. I think mm -hmm. he was never going to be the first guy moved um, in this whole chain of, of different people that could be traded. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that stuck out to me when it came to like the Blues aspect of all of this. Yeah, um, I think everything's about the Blues, right? Just like everything's about the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Uh, this league should thank the blues for existing but like i do think this is gonna be a weird year everybody is gonna feel like they're in it everybody who's in it is gonna feel like they're in it mm -hmm. but you know some of the teams that are traditionally powerhouses are kind of out of it but will they have the guts to actually say no we're selling this year and some of the teams that are kind of that you thought were big sellers, like you thought Nashville and Arizona would probably sell anything that wasn't nailed down, but now they're both kind of back in the playoff race, so you don't really know what's going to happen with it. Yeah, there's some real clear buyers and sellers, too, because there's not that many bubble teams, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. 
in the central it's carolina tampa florida and then like nashville chicago are sort of bubble teams but mm-hmm. i don't believe in chicago so not really yeah Toronto, Edmonton, Chicago, Winnipeg. As we'll talk about in a yeah. Also doesn't believe in Chicago. Yeah, I don't, yeah so. interestingly enough. Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal in the north have it pretty much locked up. So they're all, you know, essentially buyers, even though um, Montreal's GM has pretty much said, oh, we're not going to buy anything. But, I mean, then they went out and got stalled the next day. Mm-hmm. It was very Armstrong-y to be like, uh, Halak's our goalie of the future, and then go get Ryan Miller like the next day or whatever yeah. it was. I mean, we, we're a bubble team. Arizona's a bubble team. San Jose is nipping at our heels. Like, there's some bubble teams in the West. But then in the East, it's just the Islanders, Washington, Pittsburgh, Boston. And uh, there's a six-point gap between Boston and Philly. And if Philly is your fifth seed, um, they're real shitty. <laughs> so, like, so like six, seven, eight, I don't even care about. So, yeah. it's just, there's real clear buyers and sellers, I think. And the problem I could see this deadline running into as far as like excitement goes is just that some of these buyers or teams that would be buyers just don't have the cap space. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, it's just a weird year. So they're like, am I really, do I really want to trade this dude like just for a fifth? Like, do I really want to buy this guy for the, like, it just feels like this is a weird year. I'm not going to hamstring my, um, or like, my entire organization based upon a couple of trades I want to make right now in this weird year where maybe my team's good next year because they don't have all these travel restrictions and they don't feel animosity towards the officials because they're all in the same hotel weirdly and like and they can travel more and they can see family and we back get back to a semi-normal do I just write this off and go hey no big deal mm-hmm. um and we can kind of I'll sort of leave that for talking about the blues and what I think they're gonna do later but yeah it's it's very interesting. There's there's a very clear cut buyers and sellers market, and I think even your bubble teams. I, I look at some of these teams, and I think, man, you're probably going to sell too. I think a lot of people are going to take a page out of Doug Armstrong's book and be like, hey, we're on the bubble, but I want assets. And yeah. if we, because if we make it cool, and if we don't, I don't care. Yeah, I don't know why I have sunglasses on my head. That was. Uh, he was ready to go down i was like these need to go somewhere ready to go to the beach baby Uh, (laughs) um yeah and then so the other trade we can hop into it i do i i give credit to both of these teams though for just saying like hey we know where we are and what we want like let's make this happen you know Mm -hmm. the other trade that happened here was the blackhawks acquiring brett Connolly, riley stillman and henrik borgstrom plus a seventh round pick in exchange for Lucas Carlstrom and Lucas Walmart, two different Lucases. Connolly's a big contract, $3.5 million for two more years, so that was a big part of this deal was uh, the Blackhawks. Once, for once, the Blackhawks took the bad contract in a trade to help another team. Oh. Mm, you know? Um, Borgstrom, <laughs> you know, maybe this is a name I just remember and he's not as hot a prospect as he once was, but I think was a pretty high prospect. I don't know much about uh, Riley Stillman. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think this isn't a, isn't a deal worth adding, saying a lot about. I think that it's cool to see the Panthers competing. Um, and uh, I think, um, you know, the Blackhawks getting stronger in the future. The Blackhawks being sellers makes me happy. Mm-hmm, right. It's weird. Like, it's weird that next year we're just going to go back to our normal divisions. Right. And it's just, and plus Arizona, though, which is quite, kind of cool because now they're, like, even more of a rival in a weird way. But, like, mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Blackhawks being sellers. Our division next year is going to be weird because it's like, are we good? Who knows? We'll talk about that mm-hmm. most of this episode. Blackhawks aren't good. The Predators were like real bad, and then they've been like seven of ten in the last mm-hmm. one. They've been better, but like, I don't think they have a window anymore. You know? Yeah. Like, what's like what's Dallas? That's like a five hundred team. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Abs and and not the Golden Knights because they're not in yeah. their division. It's like the Abs Wild, and, yeah, I it's guess, like, are like the cream of the crop now. Abs, Wild, Jets. And you're just kind of like, okay, I guess. Yeah, I forget the Jets are there too, so it's going to be weird going back to that. Bring but, Canada back in. Yeah, blame Canada, I have always said. In uh, any case, not a lot I have to say about that trade. Do you have anything to add? Uh, is Brett Connolly old? I think he's weirdly young. I've just got sounds I, like an old man name. I got to err on the side of you're weirdly young from yeah. now on because everyone I think who's old in the NHL isn't. 28. Wow, okay, never looks mind. Like a disaster. I'm sure there was another Connolly at one point. I'm sure. Or no was. other Connollys. He's the only okay, one. Okay, that is not a 28 year old man. <laughs> that <laughs> can't man be right. That's been ravaged by alcohol. <laughs> that can't be right. For real? Yeah. Man, well, I... It even says B1992 next to him. I feel a I lot look great. better about myself. I look fucking yeah. great. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brett. Listen, Brett, listen. You're making $7 million over the next two years, so you're the winner. Here. Yeah. But like, dude. <laughs> uh, yikes. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, not a lot more to say about that game, that uh, trade. Um, well... <laughs> Well, Ian, I think DMX passed. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> so, oh, man. I mean, you know, okay. RIP DMX and Rest in Peace DMX are mm-hmm. both trending. We just had this conversation. Yeah, wow. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I brought this up already so you weren't completely shocked when this happened. Yeah, that's uh, so massive. He had a heart attack and then had severe brain damage. And then yeah, it was something basically where, like, I don't think they... I don't know how they figured this out, but... A real weird podcast. Well, they just said he didn't have, like, oxygen to his brain. For like that's not good for like a long amount of time, mm-hmm. and you can't. I mean, you can recover from that, but not most of the time. But he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I walked right into it. I walked I'm right so, into it. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Oh god, that was terrible. But you know, uh, you know, I'm not can't call myself a DMX expert, but that's the dude who brought it every time he recorded anything. Oh yeah, so. that guy, full energy. No one's doubting what he's bringing. Yeah, to that's and right. yes, it's that's. Sad to hear of his passing. So, um, very much weird interlude in this. I, that was. Let's talk that's about something. the Avalanche. All right, let's talk about that. Woo! Okay. <laughs> um, the Colorado Avalanche are stupid good. Very I don't good. usually like chalk. Generally, in sports, I hate chalk. But if chalk meaning like this isn't a common expression, I don't know why I just used what it. What the fuck? Chalk happening? meaning like the predictable result, like uh, the expected outcome. I don't know why it's chalk because chalk's very easily erasable, so I don't get that. But it's messy. I don't um, like it. But if we don't get an Avs Lightning final, I'm mm. gonna feel deprived. <laughs> mm. Usually, I'm like, give me anybody else. I want something interesting. But no, I just want to see these two teams duke it out for seven games. On a weird side note, or a semi, either way, like they have to yeah. face each other. I I was like, like on a weird side note, I hope the final is one of those weird ones that will never happen again oh, because yeah. of the way they laid it out. I want, True. I want like a Avs Winnipeg final mm-hmm. or like a whatever. A, not that I actually want this, but like a. Toronto, 
lightning final or yeah something like that toronto boston would be (laughs) boston just destroys them again Ah, that's just revenge porn. If I was Steve Dangle, I'd walk into the ocean. I'd just walk into whatever whatever Great Lake Lake they border. Ontario, I assume, is right there. And just say, see ya, I'm I'm done. Yep. But anyway, the the Avalanche are very good. And, you know, we were competitive in this series, but also we weren't. (laughs) Jordan Bennington... um, is starting a net in this one. Brendan Saab, Brandon Saab scores his 11th. Uh, early, 324 in. Hoffman answers immediately. Hoffman see perfectly good player. Final goal is a blue. Yeah, probably. Um, Nathan <laughs> this, is, this is right after the scratch, yeah? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. He's back, baby. He's back. People are like, well, that's what you is, need. Like, you look at his numbers, he hasn't actually been back. Well, we can talk about Hoffman later, yeah. but... Everything we said was correct. <laughs> we knew, and I, listen, Just we're, listen we're two idiots. We're not. We neither. Of we us, can see it. Neither of us pretend to be anything smart, but like, it was so obvious with this guy. Just it was. This was the only possible outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, McKinnon scores. I don't really care about going into detail in this game. McKinnon scores the backbreaker to make it three to one. Bennington looked real rough here. You're never good when your goalie immediately looks at the sky like, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's um, always the worst. But I think anytime your goalie only allows three goals, like you're still in it, you should be able to compete. And the Blues just don't have any offense right now. What no. What was the stat we'd scored like? More than two goals, nine no times in the yeah, last in our, 14 games. In our seven-game skid, uh, we've only scored two goals twice, and then all the other ones were either one goal or no goals. Yeah. Not it's great. One, but yeah, and that was your, your three for... Uh, and we'll talk about those goals, because I'm not, I'm not totally convinced. <laughs> um, Perron, you know, gets the power play goal, but the Blues <sighs> look pretty pathetic in the third period <laughs> to me. Uh, out coursey 27-9 in a third period where you're down by a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty freaking embarrassing. That's what I mean. They just don't have the... How do you have How do you have 13% Corsi mm. when you're down by a goal? They don't have that hunger, team, baby. I'm going I'm to get angrier. I'm going to get angrier. Because I'm not that convinced by the win either. That's what really no. upsets me. Uh, expected goals in this one, 1.7, 2.7. You're not going to win those games very often. <laughs> Uh, and that was it. Billy Huso gets the start in this next one. He's raised as a hero. I mean, he's good. He was very solid. He looked good. Once again, the defense was a sieve, and so <laughs> he got a lot of opportunities to look good. Nathan McKinnon scores early. He's very good. Ryan O'Reilly scores late in the first. He's also pretty good. And Kale McCarr uh, scored the game winner in the backbreaker in the also final inning. Whereupon, by the way, I raised my hands and cheered because <laughs> I was just angry. I just, I get, I know it's, a, I know it makes me a bad fan. I know it. I know you people don't, you ain't got to tweet me. I know the answer, but like I, when they're this bad, there is a part of me that's like, don't win crappy games and get a get out of jail free card. Mm-hmm. You know, like you deserve to, it's kind of like stubbing, stubbing the dog's nose in the crap. Like, you yeah. deserve to see what you've done. I just always want... And I was also at, as correspondent, Jordan's house when mm. we were watching this. So, you know, it felt like a home game a little bit. <laughs> but, like, the, the thing, the 
I didn't mean to interrupt you. The, the one thought I had on this game is it felt like this was we were fu- we were all right in this game, mm-hmm. and the Avs were terrible, and we were in we were in such a bad stretch that our best couldn't beat their worst. Yeah, I was and, surprised that they looked so lackadaisical yeah. the Avs, and that I was like, man, you got to really capitalize on this. Um, and was this they, a back? To it was a back to yeah. back, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because that was Easter weekend. Um, way to way to shit the bed for Jesus. <laughs> he was uh, he was not anxious to come back <laughs> to your planet, boys. <sighs> yeah, it's just you know again sixty percent of the Corsi. I don't even remember the last time we won the Corsi battle, and I'm pretty sure we didn't in the win. Um, we just don't look good, you mm-hmm. know. And we can go, you can go into detail, maybe you want to walk through the goals on this one a little bit, on the Scandal, on the Scandal, I was just reading his name, on uh, the first of the two Vegas games, mm-hmm. Pareko's back in the lineup, uh, Huso, he exists. Huso is back in net, mm-hmm. uh, because he earned it, what you a, know, by but, losing a game. What a mistake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I hailed it. I said, "Good job, Ruby, for going back to the guy that looked was, better, play the hot hand." But I think it was a good. I mean, it clearly worked out in terms of getting Bennington out of it, yeah. as we'll talk about. But Billy uh, Huso. Yeah, I was like, "Can we talk about this?" We can't go yeah. back to him. If, if there's if there's one thing we've learned unequivocally this yeah. season, it's they have to get someone different to back up. Yeah, and I'll listen. I'm not a big. I'm not like. I don't hate Billy Huso. No, you just need you need someone else you can rely on a little bit more because every <laughs> you time need I a see Jake him, Allen type. yeah, every and time I, he's in net, I just get I just get very nervous. And he has some really good saves and everything. And sometimes he looks dialed in, but it's uh, just not consistent. And I don't I don't see the big big saves being made consistently. And I also don't see the normal saves being made yeah. consistently. Yeah, and I think Bennington clearly plays best with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, you kind of need someone pushing him a little. And Vili Uso's not pushing this dude. And, the, I mean, granted, he did in this game. He did for one game. He had a good game. But, yeah. like, it's just... I And, again, like you said, I have nothing against Billy Uso. I'd love to see him go to an organization where he can get 25 starts mm-hmm. and maybe try and still build his career a little bit. But I just don't think he's right for this organization. And if you can get a... A Carter Hutton type, probably not Carter Hutton, but like Coming what home. Carter Hutton was when we signed him originally. Um, <laughs> he's been shattered. Yeah. Since. <laughs> well, he's gone to Buffalo. Of course, he's been shattered. Um, but you know that type of like veteran backup, maybe a former starter. Ryan Miller's probably going to retire, but that kind of a guy. Who's yeah, got, yeah. He's got some swagger of his own. Uh, I think that that would be really good for this team. Did Jimmy Howard retire officially? I think he did. I think so. I think he's just dead if he did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, either whoever it is, I'll look at the UFA goalies. But like, I definitely think you need to spend two to three million on a goalie. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know, kind of go from there because you just, I mean, Bennington's looked real shaky this season. He looked a lot better in this win that we'll talk about, but it's you want to have someone you can go to. No, no, a a thousand percent, no, no, zero, zero percent. 
Uh, Yaroslav Halak, that'd be hilarious. Do it. <laughs> Fucking do it. I'm going to be upset when they don't. Yeah, I know. Oh, It'll come like the on. Day of the Perron day where it's like, huh, this is, this is strange. You remember that first day of Perron day where you're like, what? What did you say? I want Doug Armstrong to sign him, and then when they first meet, he goes, Halak, Yaro, baby, look, I said 5%. I said he was only 5% better. Only 5 You're so good. I didn't say 20%, baby. I said 5%. You get it. You get it. You know it. You say 5% at Kohl's. It's a big deal. Come on. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. We're all aware. You got it. We know the deal. They got percents over in Slovakia. You know the thing, as uh, the president would say. What's Devin Dubnik? He's no, no, hard, hard pass. Even <laughs> sure. if he's been pretty good. Sure. Anti Ranta. There's one I like. Uh, oh man, for some reason, Peter Mrazek. <laughs> that feels very blues of like we got him we got the guy to challenge Bennington no when Woo! you said Anti Ranta the first thing I thought was Anti Niemi and I was like that dude cannot still be playing <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah I anyway. like some of these options yeah Mike Smith I mean he's been phenomenal Woo! this year to be fair but he's also a thousand but Rip, that's the thing he's Rip always Rip wanted is creation <laughs> maybe you get him uh, <laughs> uh, Curtis McElhinney cup, cup winner Curtis McElhinney mm-hmm. so you know anyway right. uh, we've already talked too much about this but uh, can't be here so maybe you trade for somebody maybe it's Joel Hope let's <laughs> bring in like a 21 year old we gotta go all the way but down the pipeline lot, he's a lot taller than you Jordan so what are you gonna do about that look at his size <laughs> We've got all of them. Uh, all right. So you want to talk us through this game? Oh, Petrangelo's first game back. Yeah. You made a tweet about how you wish he had never left yeah. and was supposed to retire here. I agree with that. But also, I'm over it now. Like, let him just be a golden knight. Let's oh, yeah. Let's not do this crap every time. I'm man. over it now. Like, when I don't when I don't see him, I don't think about it. I'm like, don't care. Yeah. But, like, whenever I see him and they showed the little video, it's like, God damn it. Like, why? Why did you go? I had a debate... With a guy, I was in a bad mood at the time. Not because of hockey, but also because of hockey. That's always who was like, always because of hockey. Who was like, you know, because to me, at the end of the day, and it's not a petty thing because he can make his money. I'm not angry at him. But the dude did choose to leave. Mm-hmm. It's not like we didn't make him a fairly competitive offer. It was pretty we much the same pretty thing without the offer without NMC, the no movement yeah. clause. Which you could always just not need, you know? Um, just, but, just be good. Yeah, just be best. he hasn't done so far in Vegas. Maybe that was part of his plan. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but I was like, there was a debate about, like, who do you reti- whose number do you retire from the cup team? Yeah. Which we should talk about sometime on a less loaded episode. But I was just like, none of them. And this mm. guy was upset because he's like, well, Petran- all contracts in. Why, why is Petrangelo any different? And it's just like, literally every blue is like... Bobby and Barclay Plager gave mm-hmm. their entire lives to the team, retired of blue. Bernie Federica spent one season away and regrets it and then came back and was here and is a Hall of Famer. Al McKinnis retired of blue. Chris Pronger is like a top 10 defenseman all time and won the Hart Trophy here mm-hmm. and we traded him when we were rebuilding. Like, I think we have a pretty high standard for retired number and... You know, I just don't think Petrangelo meets it. But the sad thing is, if he'd stayed, slam dunk. Mm-hmm. 100%. Retired number, statue with a cup, like everything. That's and the that's, thing. You'd be, leading the, you'd be leading the Blues in so many categories yeah, for a defenseman. And that's what kind of upsets me. So, 
that's what it, I think that's what it is for me too. Is like he did so much here, and that's great, but he could have been more here, mm. and it's like, oh man, that just kind of just kind of yeah. ended. Agreed. Now, with all of that said, would you like to shepherd us through this game? No. No, one more thing. No. <laughs> I do not want to. Would you, I mean, I there's so it. there's so many goals, folks. Thomas no sex scores. Yeah, he's got no neck. Thomas no neck. That's what I say. Uh, yeah, Holden takes a shot from the point. Nosek tips it by Huso. There's a sc- there's a screen in front. In fact, if I don't say it, just assume there's a screen in front because like <laughs> that's all this team does. And you know what? I'm not gonna harp on it. It works. It's great. Yeah. Um, they also do a whole thing where there's like five of them Cheating. in front of our net of uh-huh. all times. I'm like, where's why are your defensemen in front of our goalie? And then when we chip it out to the zone, their defensemen are there too. And I'm like, how can you have five people in front of our net but also be <laughs> where you need to be? That's what it feels like. Yeah. Um, Alex Martinez scores six minutes later in the first, assisted by Stone and Pacioretty. Scandella, Preco, and Hoffman, which is a Fun trifecta. Cannot corral the bouncing puck in the slot. Stone collects the loose puck and passes to Martinez. We'll talk about yeah. not okay. <laughs> oh, no. He's he's not himself. And is himself really that good? <laughs> I would say we're, we've talked about it. You know, he's <laughs> not a number one defenseman. That's all. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk at the end we'll about what I think this team talk needs. About, we'll talk about this team. Plenty, but go ahead. Yeah, Martinez fires the wrist shot, gets past Huso. There's a screen in front of Huso. Oh, baby, Pareko's <laughs> trying to clear it. He's unable to. He's trying. <laughs> oh, it's always so sad when the screen and you see the you see your own defender pushing the guy off, and I'm like, I don't know if you made it better or worse. I don't, I don't think you've got enough power, friend. Tyler Bozak is not Tyler Slozak. He scores a goal, <laughs> the second of the season, uh, with three minutes left in the first. Sanford circles behind the net and finds Bozak in the slot. And Bozak takes a one-timer and scores past Leonard. This is Leonard. Yeah. Um, he's tall. He's Swedish. Yeah. Yeah. He's a panda. He's something about That's pandas. Right. Right. Is he Swedish or is he? Is he like from Denmark? Might be. Isn't he Danish? Is that, that what that is? the severe depression. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was out of. Character. I don't know why that. I don't know. Why. <laughs> no, he's Swedish. Oh, he is. Ah, yeah, fuck me. Eh, fuck me. <laughs> I don't know why I thought he was something else. He did win. He was the MVP of the 2011 Calder Cup playoffs with the Binghamton Senators. I like that. So, you know. <laughs> Alex Martinez. Oh, so this is all the first period, right? Blues looked all right. They had some good chances. Something uh, in this Vegas game, in both Vegas games, is that Vegas um, allows a lot of odd man rushes, a lot of breakaways, uh-huh. surprisingly. A, we don't have very fast players on this team. Maybe because their defensemen are always crappy. Yeah, yeah, like I said, five people in front. Um, but also, B, our players can't score. I think we had like two, three, maybe four breakaways, and we didn't score any of them. So We'd rectify that. That's later. always a backbreaker. Uh, second period, the wheels came off. Did you think the wheels were already off this game? Because they weren't. <laughs> I remember it was 2 nothing, uh-huh. and David Perron fired a frustration slap shot is what I like to call it where they're like fuck it I just we need something and he fired it with no screen no nothing it went off uh, Leonard's glove in the post and I remember thinking yeah it's 2-0 there's um, I believe like at this point what is it 45 minutes left in this entire game uh-huh. We're, we've lost <laughs> I'm yeah. like it's 2-0 he's firing a frustration slap shot it's over this team's done I, uh, I, re- I wasn't watching this I forget what I was watching instead Filler on the roof. <laughs> it's hard to be Jewish in Russia, you know. I um, didn't know the like. I if I was a rich man, was the same as was 
was the was same from as. That? Well, no, I didn't know that. Like <laughs> it was also Gwen Stefani. Yes, song. that's it. Thank you. You knew it. Like I yeah. looked it up one time for something for I think like a we had it was a question and a quiz that we were uh, taking or something. I looked it up and I was like, hey, this is the Gwen Stefani <laughs> song, which is not what you do. You don't compare the new no. to the old. No, you're right. Um. Where was I? Oh, I was watching something else. I forget what. <laughs> but uh, it was... I looked. I looked it up. It was two to one. I was like, okay. Yeah. And then I went back and I, I, I couldn't have been seven minutes later, which I now look and that would make sense. I looked again and it was five to one. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> so why don't you tell us what happened? I was going to say, I had the TV on in the living room and then I went to go cook lunch or uh-huh. cook dinner and I turned, yeah, basically the same thing. And I was like, it was 2-1. And now it's 4-1. And right when I looked, it's when they scored their fifth goal. There and I was go. like, wow, okay, well. Did you did go did did. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, uh, yeah. Alex Martinez scores the second of the game. Dunn doesn't pick up Tuck behind the net. Tuck passes the puck to Martinez in the left circle. One times it by Huso. Again, this is a defenseman very close to the net. So, yeah, I don't think they play a defense. I think they just all go for scoring. And that seems to work. Us, you can. Yeah, I mean, that's totally fine. I think that's a good strategy against us. Former Blue. Do we call him Former Blue? Oh, baby, do okay. we? Okay. William Carrier. Uh, his, you own that heritage. His third of the season. Of the 5% trade. Uh, yeah, he was uh, he was one of the percents. He was, right. No, he wasn't. He most certainly did. We wasn't. give up five people. They were each a percent. <gasps> Dougie does his math. Steve Ott was the five percent. That guy's been here ever since. Yeah, right. Isn't that crazy? He's the biggest contributor of that by entire far. trade. Oh, by far. I think that was when we traded like for Stewart and Shattenkirk, and I remember thinking Stewart's who I want, and Shatty's like a throw-in, and then uh, it flip-flopped, and it's like, oh, I guess we really needed Shatty the whole time. Until we didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Petrangelo throws a puck to the slot. This was so sad. And Carrier <laughs> trips the puck, or tips the puck behind Huso. Scandell and Shen managed to not even get a piece of this pass, despite standing right in its path. Uh, a great pass, we'll say, by Petrangelo. Uh, Will we? We have to. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> And not Alex Petrangelo has 11 points in 23 games, so you know exactly what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, that's what you want. That's what you pay 9.25 million dollars for. Is that what he's getting paid? I think it's God over. It's an over nine. Um, Woo! Those two Maybe goals. I don't miss him. So <laughs> I don't miss him for that much. I think when we were talking about signing him, I'm like, yeah, that totally makes sense. And now in hindsight, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know about all that. Yeah, let's... 8.8. Oh, okay. okay, a little bit. <laughs> okay. Man, that's still a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, you're right. Those two goals were, let's see, 32 seconds apart. And then this next goal is just a little over a minute later by Jonathan Marchessault. Marchessault banks the puck in off of Husso from a severe angle. Uh, there are four that's different blues. Angle. Oh, it's killer. That's it's, right. It's the most killer angle. There are four different blues players that could have cleared this bouncing puck. Uh, but somehow they all missed it, and March so was the one that was able to corral it together. Uh, blues were getting badly outworked. I saw plenty of opportunities of guys just standing still, swinging their stick at the puck, and it's like, eh, I tried my best. Mm-hmm. And that would be all of them, all the time. Uh, Huso is pulled quick, at this point. Real quick, I don't mean to interrupt, but Alec Petrangelo <laughs> is at even strength, yeah. 18th on the Vegas Golden Knights, in on-ice expected goals for percentage. So, you know, not 
Maybe not ideal. Hey, now, Justin Falk didn't look so good last year on a new team. So, you know, Alex Petrangelo. Well, I'm not saying it's over. I'm not saying it's over. And it's over, but the contract's a disaster. He's also 18th in on-ice Corsi 4 percentage. But literally no one on this team has a negative on-ice Corsi 4 percentage show. You know. Um, Anyway. Let's see. Are those almost all the goals? Oh, we got one more. Nicholas Hag scores his fifth of the season. He just puts the puck on net from the point. Uh, the Bennington is now in net. He gets a piece of it, but not enough, and it trickles behind him and across the goal line. Again, there's another screen in front. Reeves is pushing Bertuzzo around. Who knows? You're getting outworked in front of your net. Good stuff. That's what you want to see. Uh, and that's the game, pretty much, baby. I mean, the Blues, Golden Knights, they had pretty equal shots, 33-32 to 32 for the Golden Knights. Beat them in face-offs. Neither team scored in the power play. Block shots are pretty even. We have more hits, but that's because we're at home. Um... But yeah, the Corsi, again, like you mentioned, the Golden Knights have 56% of the Corsi. Uh, by the end of the game, we have 43. I mean, through the, what was that, in the second period, we had 32% of the Corsi. Uh, pretty pretty shitty. Uh, <laughs> they get 11 high-danger chances to our 7. Our expected goals for the entire game was just point, or 1.33. Uh, I yeah. mean, I was... I'm more sad now, I guess. I think you were saying that last episode you were sad and that this would brought you more to anger. Um, oh, I'm pissed off about this yeah. game, and I can tell you why. I... <laughs> Good. Because <laughs> we lost. That's so dumb. Wow. Let me tell oh, I wish I could delete that, but for the sake you of can, the but you won't. but I will not. No, I have too much integrity for that again. Too much integrity. That's what we've always said about this podcast. Um, I tweeted something like, I can't, or can you remember a more disappointing loss or something? And a lot of people were like, for sure. <laughs> oh, there were some, some fucking good ones. Uh, and there were, but um, I, I, to me, I'm sure there were. But like a lot of people brought out the Colorado in game two. Not even close. Mm. That was ugly. We got our... our Crap kicked, no doubt about it. They're talking it. the 8-1 or whatever. Yeah, 8 nothing. Yeah, 8 nothing. That was terrible. But that second game of the season, you're still working some crap out. Yeah, you Most go, eh. of that was on the power play. You'd already won game one. You go and win a game or two later. This was, this team literally had to answer the bell in this game. Mm. Like, there was literally no excuse for them to not say, we're at least here. Like, you can lose. Fine, lose. They obviously did. <laughs> but, like, they just didn't show up, and they didn't seem to care. And that's the part that really gets me. You've got a young goaltender who's getting his first chance to be like, yeah, I earned this start, you know? <laughs> this is probably literally the first start of Billy Husso's professional career where it's like, no, we want to go to Husso tonight mm. instead of, well, we should probably we have go to, to Husso tonight. <laughs> and this team gave him nothing. And granted, he didn't give them anything either. But, like, mm. I just, I get this, I get so tired of this. You made a really good point. I think about Ryan O'Reilly in one of your tweets. Oh yeah, because he had and he has these tweets all the time where it's like or these quotes all the time. And granted, this was right after a game where he really screwed up in overtime. 
but it was some quotes along the lines of, I just feel terrible. I let the team down. This one's on me. I got to play better, especially with the C on my chest. And it's like, I, there's a time and a place for that. Mm-hmm. There's also a time and a place when you're a team leader to be like, you guys fucking suck. <laughs> and you have to be better because I'm out here carrying the team. And I can't do that all the time. I've done it throughout my career. I was on the Sabres. Do you want to be on the Sabres? Because Doug will trade you to the Sabres. You know, He's like, been talking to <laughs> I've got I've got people in both locker rooms, and let me tell you, um, man, and it just feels like they brought nothing to this one. And we'll talk about the next one in a minute. Let's go ahead and read these quotes. But Petrangelo, mm. I'm returning to St. Louis, says, "I was just saying to St. Louis Blues forward Vladimir Tarasenko, as he said in his quote voice. Oh, I should touch my face a lot. It yeah. was harder before <laughs> the game because I think of the emotions. <laughs> Once you get in the game." You push that all aside. Once the video passed and I knew that was coming, which was obviously special, that was a great job. That was important to me with my wife and kids in the stand. Then it was business as usual. Anytime I hear one of these quotes, again, his call, but I'm like, you could have not left. Mm -hmm. Then you wouldn't have had those emotions. I like how he says, uh, because I think of the emotions. Yeah, exactly. I think of what the emotions should feel like. I think it would have been emotions. If I felt emotions (laughs) as a robot person. Uh, Craig Berube on the three-goal outburst in the second period. Soft plays, coverage, things like that around our net. Goals that probably should be stopped, things like that. Our players are probably a pretty unconfident group right now when things don't go right out there. Things are going to happen. Goals are going to go in. You better be a lot mentally tougher than that, I'll tell you that. That's weak, weak weak-minded right now. Which is probably the most critical I've heard him, I gotta say. Because he's pretty... Pretty like, we just got a band together, y'all. Yeah, I do. I balk a little bit of, they're probably a pretty unconfident group. Yeah, because they suck. Mm-hmm. It's not like the fates have cursed them to this misfortune, <laughs> you know? Uh, and then Peron, we've got to stick together in here and find a way to regroup. I know it's tough times right now, but that's really what I believe. I want to put my head through a pane of glass every time between this game and the next game we'll talk about. I think at least four or five Blues players either said we got to stick together, which is fine, whatever. Or the other one that I hated was they'd be like, the only the only people that are going to fix this is us. Or the only people that are going to right this ship are the people in this locker room. And blah, blah. Like, yeah, dude. Because, like, no one's going to get you the Blues points. When Boston wins, you don't get points for their win. I, I, I don't know. It just seems like the silliest thing. The only people that are going to fix this is the team. That is going to fix this, mm-hmm. which is us, the people on the team that'll do the fixing yeah. of the team. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, if I was, I know the reporters have to be very, totally get it. They got to be chummy with these guys. They can't like roast them or whatever. Uh, but I'd be like, yeah, man. But like, but fix anything else like about what you're going to do <laughs> or like what the problem might yeah. be. And it's always like, oh, it's like the effort, yo. And I'm like, yeah, but maybe it's also like. The strategy, but I guess you can't comment on that because you're not you're not the strategist. You ain't the coach. We'll get to what's wrong, uh, but yeah, there was All a lot of, of that. Like we know we're right on the cusp of it, and it's oh, like, yeah. no, you're not. Just gotta keep pushing. I'm like, but have you Which, been pushing? Because it's not working. I think it's a good transition to this game. Because man, 
I don't believe they're fixed. Oh, no. This game was two early goals because you're hot and angry at the start, Mm -hmm. and then you get solidly outplayed the entire rest of the game. Mm -hmm. And your goalie just stands on his head the whole game and makes the most saves of his career. That's the thing, yeah. Good on Bennington. We really needed that. Mm -hmm. I think the whole fan base, the team, the contract... Dougie, yeah. <laughs> Dougie, Dougie really was sweating some bullets. He, was, he oh really needed. Come on, Ben. <laughs> Help Daddy out. <laughs> but uh, you know, and and full credit to him, seriously. But like, this team got brutally outplayed in this game, mm. and we're just kind of because Bennington won it basically by himself. We're just like, well, things are good again, and it's like. Nah, that's the thing. Is like we, look we at talked the end about of our schedule. It's yeah. just brutal. I'm we. I'll read it after the game. But like at one point on Puck Soup today, they just read it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, that's so much worse than just looking at it." I mean, to their credit, if they beat the teams that are in front of them, then they deserve to be in the playoffs, for sure, and then for they sure. can hang with those teams. But. If they don't, then there's no question. There's no, like, well, if they had just yeah, made it. It's, it's no, perfect. it's unequivocal. It really perfect. I can read it now because yeah. I brought it up. But it really is perfect because exactly what you said. Like, it's do or die twice. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you, if you get it, if you make the playoffs, you earned it. And then I'm kind of like, okay, well, you had to beat the, you know, the abs a lot. So mm-hmm. maybe you can beat the abs. I don't know. Um, but the rest of our schedule is... Minnesota, 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 Colorado, Arizona one time, Colorado, 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 Minnesota, 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 (laughs) Anaheim, Anaheim, Vegas, Vegas, Los Angeles. So like you get into that final five and you're still in it. You've got some teams you can make up ground on, but like you got to get there, man. And Minnesota's real good right mm. now. They just beat us a couple times, didn't they? Then, <laughs> so, they, then they just beat the Avs 8-3. Yeah, yesterday. so they're not a joke. They shut us out in the end of March. And then we haven't. We only played them that one time, I guess. But they're real good. Kirill Kaprizov's absolutely the real deal. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's... I feel like the L.A. game is going to matter. I feel like we're going to be like, if we win, if we get a one point or OT or one of those weird things, oh, they're like... It's that Colorado yeah, thing where we don't they, show up. All they do is they'll play the fucking trap, and yeah. we'll be like, shit, this is the whole thing we couldn't beat! <laughs> you know when you're, you know when you're like... kryptonite! You know you're like, I just got to pass this test, I don't uh, care, whatever, you do all the... As long as they don't ask me Just don't ask me that question. Method. Just don't just ask don't me that one. Yeah. And then you show up, and it's there, and you're like, mother... <laughs> how was, did they do this to me there was a test in uh it was intro to international relations i was a poli sci major sorry the world (laughs) (laughs) yeah please apologize but um uh, michael rudy who's now our uh fantasy hockey commissioner Mm. was a a young teacher back then and he gave us you know a study guide topics but it was one of those like here are ten thousand things we could cover (sighs) And one of the potential essay questions was the scientific method. Mm-hmm. And Jordan, F's correspondent Jordan and I were both like, no freaking way. We're not even, why, why? There's no way he asked that of mm-hmm. all these topics. And of course, it was on oh, there, really? like detailed the whole thing, like all seven steps or whatever. And we were just both like, eh. <laughs> I even texted him the other day. We were talking, Rudy and I were talking about something. And he was like, <laughs> and I was like, Here's this thing that you asked for. I hope this makes up for not knowing the scientific <laughs> method. And he goes, "Thank you." And it does. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Have you do you do the test strategy back in school oh, where like any strategy? Well, like where you look there at some strategies for this. Well, the strategy of like if you only have so much time, obviously. Uh-huh. So you're like, okay, I'm not gonna rack my brain over something I don't know immediately. Yeah, I'm just yeah, flipping. I'm sure. flipping. Yeah. Did you ever have a test where you just kept flipping? Oh, and yeah. you're like, I mean, I didn't flip all the way through, but you're like, okay, not that one. Okay, not that one. Okay, not that. And you're like, oh, sh- oh shit, oh shit. Uh, yeah, I had a teacher, and uh, so I was, I'm an idiot with math. I'm not, but like compared to smart people, I am. Compared to you, oh. I suck at math. Listen, Ian, it's just fact. I have a math major, but that again, yeah. like the poli site, it doesn't. It doesn't nothing. mean it anything. doesn't mean anything. Sure, but compared to me, it means a lot. Okay, <laughs> you know, I mean, there, you can be slower than Usain Bolt and still be a lot faster than me. <laughs> so, um, but I had this class in freshman year, which was like liberal arts and sciences calculus. It was like the calculus they give to people who don't want to take math but still have to get a liberal arts credit. You know. Yeah. And this teacher, um, it was such a disaster. He designed the whole class so that you could not take any of the tests. You could go in, take the test, and if you didn't know the answers, just say, nah, I'm not turning it in. But you still had to have a grade, so each test you didn't take, there were literally only these four grade points in the semester, and each one you didn't take put more weight on the last one, and you had to turn in the final. What? It was nuts. And I was a brand new freshman in college. I was the least responsible person on earth. I didn't turn in any of the tests, didn't even come close, didn't study at all. I locked myself in my room. I have a lot of anxiety right now. (laughs) I know. I locked myself in my room, the hardest I've ever studied for anything by a country mile in freshman year in winter finals. Like, you know, that first finals week where you're supposed to be like having fun and being crazy, but I was not. I was locked in my room. It was the last final. It was like I walked out of the room and into the car to go home. I turned it in. The most generous C I've got in my life. There's no <laughs> the way gentleman I didn't C. It was the worst design. Like in hindsight, I sort of get what he was going for, but just like you don't want a math test to be like I kind of get what you're yeah, going yeah, for exactly. on a math it was just test. Like the worst design. How do you design torture a test chamber like of self? self-incrimination basically because you it was all on you i could have just studied any of those other tests you know but like whoo it was a mistake how often if you're anything like me how often do you have a dream that you are still in school oh fairly often yeah i i used to have it like every once in a while i feel like i have this dream maybe once a week where i will wake up and as my brain turns back on, I'm like, dude, you didn't even go. You didn't even go. You didn't even go to the last class, yeah. and you're gonna fail. Yeah. And like, I'm awake, and then I'm like, it's it is the worst feeling, but also the nicest feeling. Be like, dude, you got a job, and you ain't gotta do school ever again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, thank God. There is a part of me like, I I liked school. I didn't like doing work and stuff. Oh, I like school. I like being in classes and stuff. I enjoyed school. And so, like, there was a part of me that was like, when I went back for for seminary grad school, like, the first class I was like, this is weird, and then like twenty minutes in, I was like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. (laughs) Like, I was still at that age where I'm like, you know, I don't need to know what I'm supposed to do with life yet, so I can just be here, and I'm just still in school, and it's all good. I like how school just preserves you in this. Like, no, 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 no adult life yet for me. I still got to study. Exactly. 
Exactly. So there's our interlude on school. <laughs> Brought to Kids you. go to school. Brought to you by the SATs. Don't take them because you're in the Midwest. <laughs> the SATs. All right. So in this game, Vladimir Tarasenko scored right off the hop. Beautiful shot. Bar down. Flurry a mile out. I don't know what Fleury is doing in that position, but he's giving him the corner and Vladimir Tarasenko takes it. Sammy Blay, seven minutes later, bar down, top corner, beautiful <laughs> wrist shot. Flurry a mile out. I don't know what he's doing in that position, but he gives Sammy Blay the top corner and Sammy Blay takes it. I gotta tell you, people were like, <laughs> where has this Sammy Blay been? I saw many people tweet this. I saw JR tweet this. They're like, Man, Sammy Blay looking in like great scoring form. Where is this Sammy Blay blend? He's been here yeah. the whole time. It's this is Sammy Blay, and I'm sound angry about this. I really don't care. <laughs> but like people are like, oh, I think this guy's got 20 goals in him. He doesn't. Yeah, he does not. I'm... And he shows up when he needs to, and he scores a fun goal, and he's offensively gifted for four games. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for 20 games, you're like, ah, where'd he go? Yeah, I. There's so many things I want to say in our let's talk about what's wrong with the Blues thing. I'm going to forget some of them, so let me just say Throw them in now. Let me just say this one here. One of the mistakes that I think this team made that is like fundamentally a part of this team's problem Mm -hmm. is we really convinced ourselves that Zach Sanford and Sammy Blay, and to a lesser extent kind of Oscar Sundquist, Mm -hmm. were like, like players, mm. you know, <laughs> like we've really found something, and they clearly aren't. Sunquist has a big role to play, and I'm just, he is very yeah, yeah. much not the same, but he's also not quite been that like 2019, like off the charts, mm. you know, uh, like 30 goal, well, not 30 goal, but like 30 point guy, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, that was the year he was really good, right? It wasn't yeah. last year, okay. Um, and so, like, but way more so with Blaine and Samford, I think we both, we all convinced ourselves that they were, like, top nine fixtures and that they both had 20 goal potential. Mm-hmm. And we've spent two years now being like, no, 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 no. And I think this summer, we really have to disabuse ourselves of that notion. These guys feel a lot like, um, like if other people listen or know anything about the Leafs. They're a lot like, um, don't they have a, what was their one guy's name? Kasperi Kapanen mm-hmm. and the other guy they traded to New Jersey. Andreas Janssen. Andreas Janssen. Whereas, like, these are pieces and we love them and go get them, guys. And then we got to think about it as time goes on and, like, are these actually pieces for your team or are these just kind of side pieces that are actually very mediocre that you could just replace with almost anyone? It's like, yeah. they're they're fine, and I want them to be good in their hours, but then when they're gone and we have Kasperi Kapanen, he's ours, and I want him to be good. You know, it's just, it's the same, it's the same stuff. Yeah. They're the same for thing. Sure, for sure. Uh, but this was a great play by him, uh, and, you know, we'll probably have two or three more in the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. He hits people. That's yeah. good. I mean, he's a very Craig Berube player. Oh, yeah. In that he's not very good. <laughs> I mean, that's why he's still here, you know? You know, and he maybe would even fight somebody from time to time, but, like, he doesn't have a strategy, he doesn't plan, and he doesn't really speak. (laughs) But that's a Craig Berube player, you know? Was he, and he was, like, with the Wolves when Berube was there, yeah? Uh So, yeah, he's, like, a real Berube player. And then the Blues take this 2 to nothing lead into the second period, where, as a completely revamped, fixed, totally fine hockey team, they were outshot 21-4. to 
And I was laughing at the Golden Knights because they could not score this period. Mm. It was laughable how much... And Bennington was great. I'm not trying to discredit Bennington, but it was laughable how many times they got the puck. And even shots that like weren't on net and stuff, where mm. I'm just like, how are you not scoring? How's that not over his pad or under his glove or anything? Uh, and credit to him where it's due, but it felt like the Knights also really weren't like... The killer instinct wasn't there, you know? Mm. I'm not sure the Knights have... A lot of like legit actual goal scores. I think Pacioretty, I guess, but like I think their team's a lot of really good players that play a really good system and put get in a lot of goal scoring opportunities. A lot of two way guys, right? But I don't think they have the guy who's like, oh, the puck's on my stick. I'm just gonna find the twine, you know? Not even like a Tyler Toffoli type where it's just forty like, plus goal William Carlson. Yeah, well, right, and he's stayed that forever. <laughs> By the way. A lot of questionable contracts on that team, but man, what a clutch move not locking that dude up to some massive tag. Mm. I mean, I think he's on there on a long-term deal, yeah. but it's, it's like, like 5.5 yeah. or something instead of like 8, which you easily could have given him. A Jeff Skinner type deal, you might say. <laughs> um, the, the highlight of this game, I think, other than Bennington, is the Jake Wallman goal. Uh, his uncle has just recently passed away, mm-hmm. is that correct? I think so. Uncle Dave, um, and he had it written on his stick because it was Hockey Fights Cancer Night anyway. Uh, and so really cool to see him. Uh, the the guys were really happy for him, and it was a very legit goal. He mm-hmm. got to a puck that was loose on a rebound and fired it home past Flurry. Like, Kairu was, like, gyrating he before this. Lot, he did a lot of but stuff. But it wasn't necessarily good. <laughs> He's like, pass, shoot, deke, move, shoot again. And I was like, what the fuck's happening to you? It's like a fidget spinner that you just put there in the middle of the ice. And he's young enough. He's probably used them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nicholas. I think it's Roy. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. I don't like it. Uh, William Carrier and Ryan Reese, a fourth line goal. Uh How'd, uh, how'd Colton Pareko look on this? (laughs) Yeah, not good. Um, Colton Pareko's not well, and we're not... We're not a playoff team. Let him. I know. I was like, dude. Yeah, you don't need. You don't need to push him into this. I think it was that sort of thing of like. Don't let this spill into next season. Win, where yeah. it's like, but like, yeah. And if it's gonna, if it's lingering, like it's gonna linger. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's not. He's not okay. They've um, talked about it so many times, too, where they're like, it doesn't need surgery, but it's something weird. And I'm like, this summer, they're going to tell us he needs surgery. You know, 100%. And, yeah, for sure. And I owe one of our new followers an apology. I'll see if I can find his name. But, like, we had a little bit of a back and forth because Pareko passed up a wide-open shooting attempt. And I made a joke about it because that's the kind of player Colton Pareko is anyway. And this guy was like, well, he's clearly his back still hurt. Maybe he just can't shoot. And I was like, well, if he's hurt enough that he can't shoot, he shouldn't be out there. Which still is correct. But I think the guy might have been right. I think Pareko's just not well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, not so good. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, he's, I don't know, man. Like, that's the, we can talk about it after this game, but I think one of the big needs on this team is like, a first pairing because Krug ain't it and Falk ain't it and Preko might be it but then you at least need a lefty for him like you can keep plugging and chugging with some of these guys but I don't think Krug's exposed as a top line player as a top pairing player 
think Falk just being on the right side, you want to keep him on the right side, so you don't want to shove him on the left again with Pareko. So it's like, you need another guy, man, that can play like 25 plus minutes, 24 minutes, whatever it is. And I think that's a lot to ask. You know, the, the people, they don't just grow on trees like, ah, top pairing defenseman, let's just bring that guy in. Mm-hmm. That's going to be hard. Um, to find unless you promote from within or you find a guy that's you know kind of like Pareko that was on a second pairing that needs first pairing minutes and is on a team where it's he's you know he's stuck behind people but I think that's a big need for this team um, because their defense has just been terrible this whole season Uh, just a post game wrap up for this game because I wanted to touch on some stats like Golden Knights outshoot the Blues Blues win 3-1 Golden Knights outshoot the Blues 51 to 35 which is insanity uh, neither team scores in the power play. Blocks Blues of 25 to Golden Knights 12, so they even had more shots that we just ended up blocking. Uh, one thing I wanted to highlight, though, was through this game, Stephen, they had 25, the Golden Knights said, 25 high-danger chances. That is half of their chances for scoring were from a high-danger area. Mm. That's insanity. I don't think I've ever seen that go over, like, 14. 25's crazy. That's terrible defense. That is your goalie standing on their yeah. head. That's great. Thank you, Jordan. He's not... He, you know what? Maybe he does it again. Blah, blah, I've, I have faith in you, Jordan. More than some people. But he's not going to do it again because that's insanity. So it's like the whole thing is if he, if he had been good, if he had just been good, I think this game's a tie game when it goes to OT or whatever. If he had just been a good goalie, but he had to be an insane goalie. Um, I really hope it's just yeah. It's I'm glad they won. I this really might springboard them into more wins, but I don't know. Through the patina here, I think he does. No, I don't think he's an idiot. He's I think not he knows. an idiot, and he does have balls in terms of like he sold it in times where we were more competitive than this. Hmm. Um, but like, yeah, this that game was a mirage. It was a total mirage. It was a team. That finally said enough is enough. They got an early goal that gave them confidence to get a second goal. And then they got lucky the rest of the game. <laughs> What's the the Corsi for in the second and third? A 20% in the second. And then we had 52 in the third, so not bad. But, like, boy, oh, boy. Like, that's not good. This team is not good. And... I don't want to. I don't want. I, I'm not trying. I don't want to be negative. I, yeah, I do. This team isn't good. People should not think it's good. People should not think we're fixed. People should not think that this team is now a competitor. It's not. We're gonna. We're not gonna make it through the rest of the season, like you just said. If we do, I'm wrong, and then we're a competitor because mm. we have to be a competitor. We have to beat the teams that we'd have to beat anyway. To make it through the rest of the season. Which is exactly why we won't make it through the rest of the season. We just lost three or four points to the Anaheim Ducks, who stand a very good chance of now just finishing the year as the 31st team. Mm -hmm. They're very, 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 very bad. And... We're just not any good. We're not a good team. This is going to be us in Arizona handing the uh, playoff spot off to each other as we're both like, no, 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 you take it. And they're like, no, 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 you take it. It's... Doug needs to sell. Doug needs to sell. Um, I'm sure he's trying. Again, I don't know what the market's like, but like... 
like you said, there's been previous seasons, 2017, 2018, where we've been more competitive, even when those seasons weren't that great. And we sold. We sold Stasny uh, in 2017. We sold Shattenkirk in 2018, or vice versa. I think vice versa. But anyways. Um, yes, Shattenkirk yeah. was first, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do that again with Hoffman. Do that again with Bozak. I don't, you don't have to do the Bozak. I like Bozak. Like you said earlier. Sign him for a little bit of money. Do it with Schwartz. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Did you read these quotes? I was... No, go, okay. go ahead. Let's read them real quick. Let's get the devil their due. Bennington, it's not always going to be perfect. It wasn't. It's how you <laughs> respond to adversity or just finding more digging deep inside. We needed a little more. We played a great game tonight. We've just got to keep building off that. Uh, Bennington's or Tarasenko said Bennington was unbelievable tonight. We're confident in Benner. We're confident in Billy Houston. No, you're not. Tonight he was awesome. There's nothing else to say. Also, I don't speak English, so I'd like nothing to not say to anything say. to say. Uh, and then Wallman, I kind of blacked out a little bit, but it was a great play by our forwards to get the puck deep in the zone. Kyra made a good pass off the pad, mm. I guess, and it came right yeah. to me, and I was fortunate enough to put it in the net. The whole thing is kind of a blur looking back on it. I just so many emotions, especially on this day. Great feeling, and good for him. Yeah. Jake Wallman, to his credit, has really played his way back into this team's plans a little bit. I don't know if he's a fixture. After Vince Dunn leapfrogged yeah, him. Yeah, right, exactly. And now he's leapfrogged Vince Dunn right back. <laughs> Goes Fuck around, you. comes around, Dunner. Um, uh, let's go into it and yeah. just have an open-ended, like, I don't know. This team, their biggest problem, their very biggest problem is that their offense is not that good. And mm-hmm. you can't keep saying injuries because it's not injuries. Robert Thomas hasn't been very good. Mm. I would like him to be a lot better. Um, Jordan Kyra was good. Then he's, he's come back down to earth. I just have faith. He's looked still better. Yeah. He's looked more present yeah. in games. But, yeah, the offense has dried up a bit. Um, I Jaden Schwartz is kind of like the... the kingmaker of this team right now and i know metrically i know that he's a very good player and Mm -hmm. i believe in metrics i don't think they're voodoo or anything i think he's a very good player he makes a big impact my question is this team and i think to be fair to jr this is kind of how he summed it up in his article which was very good which we Mm -hmm. can talk about here in a minute this team like needs changes Mm -hmm. and if you lock up Jaden schwartz where are the changes gonna be you know, like, yeah. I don't really want to, like, I kind of rather move on from, like, Shin. Not that mm. I dislike Shin, even. Or, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever. But, like, if you lock up another guy in your top six, you've got a whole top six then. Plus, you've got to think about the expansion draft and who you're going to protect. If you lock up Schwartz, you're protecting Schwartz, O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Shin... Kairu Thomas, that's seven, right? Mm. But that's six. Perron? I guess Perron, but he's on a one-year deal. But, yeah. But I don't, I mean, I don't think you can lose him, and I think it's only fair to him. I mean, you can lose him. You can't, you, you can, can lose him, like, but I also feel like, I, to shouldn't. me, I named, like, in my head the other day, I was saying, who are all the people that, like, they have to keep on uh, this team? And it was, and Perron was in there, like, in terms of, like, build, like, if you just broke it all down and sold people or whatever, I was like, I want O'Reilly, I want Perron, Kyra and Thomas, because they're young and you get nothing for them, and kind of Tarasenko, because, like, he's still a goal scorer, and you just don't, at this point, you don't quite know what you have in him, but you want to keep him, and then everyone else is just, who cares? If somebody comes 
and offers you like 2017 value for Tarasenko, mm. I trade him in a heartbeat. Mm. And I don't, I don't like it. I don't want Tarasenko to be gone particularly. But like looking at this team, admitting they need change, admitting they've got a lot of people locked up to mm. high dollar. If somebody's going to come like bowl you over with a first and a couple of good prospects or something like that, I. I think I do it because, like, you just don't know if he's ever going to really be healthy mm. and be that guy again. But I don't think anybody's going to do that. No. So, like, well, that's, wh- a, that's the thing with Schwartz, too, is if you lock Schwartz up, like, your next two big contracts in two years are O'Reilly and Tarasenko. Yeah. And I, and with Shen, potentially Schwartz, Falk, Krug, Bennington, all in these long deals, it's like, I don't know. If you can sign both of them, you might be able to get one, and at that point, it's O'Reilly, and then it's like, okay, then Tarasenko walks. So it's like, to me, it feels like you get to pick two of three of Schwartz, O'Reilly, Tarasenko, and I I like Schwartz, I really do, and I think like you tweeted out some stats on him, and I think he's he's been a very good player. He's been a good a great driver of play. He's kind of wishy-washy on the stat he's sheet. He's not a finisher. Yeah, he, dude, we've, oh, we've definitely seen no the, finish. maybe the worst finisher I've ever seen. In terms of, <laughs> like, lots of opportunities bad luck sometimes. Yeah. bad luck, but, like, going beyond that, you know, like... <laughs> Into terrible luck. Something's wrong here. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, I want Schwartz to do well. I like him here. And if it weren't, if we didn't have Shen locked up, it'd be like, sign Schwartz, yeah. you know? But it's like, we're... We only have so many spots, and maybe you don't get one of these final spots. And also, we need help in terms of like young players and picks and stuff at this point, too. Because uh-huh. if you lock this core up, they age, they age, they age, and you, go, any and you go, who's coming down the pipeline? Honestly, nobody. Yeah. Like, nobody. We like, there's some Quim, people. Quim looks Con- like yeah. maybe he's pretty good again. He's been really good in the yeah. KHL this season. But, like, that's it. Yeah. Uh, we've got it I was right like, up where there. Is it? Alexandrov is pretty good. What's the, the the newest one is down here. Uh nope, that's not right either. It's somewhere, folks. We've We're got talking so about many the pyramids. prospect pyramid. They're all over the place. Anyway, Alexandrov. Yeah. You've got some good goalie prospects. There we go. Perunovic, yeah. who I forget even exists. Yep. That's about it. That's what I mean. We a made forward Mikula three, that was generous. That was a real <laughs> NHL. is fine. Um, you yeah, you've got Poston, that's like, kind of it for forwards. could play a role. Mm-hmm. Left Ferrier could play a role. But you don't have any impact makers. Mm-hmm. Neighbors has been freaking great in the WHL this year. Mm-hmm. I think maybe top scorer. So that could be some, I mean, that could be a, ch- a real changed opinion since we were both kind of low on him. Mm-hmm. Which is great, but like, that's one guy. Um, yeah, it's... I really... I really genuinely don't believe that this team is screwed, you know? Um, But uh, fifth from the top in points with 22 and 12 games. Uh, But they're in a position where you, you are kind of on a knife's edge. I think you're very much in a position where if you get creative... You can be fine. I don't think... We've got some contracts I don't love. Mm-hmm. We do not have any crippling contracts. Tory Krug hasn't looked great this year. Mm-hmm. We also haven't put him in a role to succeed. You called it. 
ages ago that this was going to be a rough year for him. I think that's correct. Our power plays look terrible. He is a power play specialist, not in the Mike Hoffman way where he can't do anything else, <laughs> but in the Tory Krug way where that's where his value is going to be. Yeah, yeah. And our power plays sucked, and we don't have elite playmakers that we're putting him with. We don't have him on Mike Hoffman's line for reasons that pass understanding. We'll get to coaching in a minute because I do think that's a, a real big problem. But, um, you know, but like I just 6.5 million for those two guys. Is it too much? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's too much by like one and a half million per guy. Mm-hmm. It's not like. Yeah, you're not cutting their salary. It's not the half. Jeff Skinner thing, you know. No. Um, which, you know, that's $3 million. That's a whole decent player we're overpaying. Colton Pareko, <laughs> that's that's real tough. I, what does he have, two years left? I one really year? think about trading him this summer. There's one year left? Yeah. I just don't know. Like, I mean, if he has value after the injury. The problem I have is like... But that's another guy, like... What? He's a body, though. Like, you have to have somebody. For sure, if he's, for sure. That's, but, my, that's my big Colton Pareko problem is like... I don't mind if this team moved on from him because uh, I don't think it's what I don't think he's going to fill that first pairing role. But if you get rid of him, then it's I mean, I don't know what the trade is. I don't know who we're bringing in. Obviously, yeah. Doug's not going to go. Well, we got rid of him. We brought no defenseman in. But it's like Fought, Krug, Scandella, yeah. Bortuzzo, Mikola. It's like he's no. I think we got real screwed because we wanted one of those right-handed defensemen mm-hmm. in the draft this year, and the guy who came right before us, like Braden Schneider, or whoever. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if he was the one that got drafted way before us or immediately, but whoever the Avs took right before us. I think we really wanted that guy and wanted to have like the centerpiece RHD mm. in our system again, and we don't now. Um, but to me, Pareko's another guy where it's like, yes, I agree, we can't really lose him, but can we extend, extend him? That's a problem too. Is like year for like eight years. That's like I can't give him a huge amount of money just to be a buy. Yeah, yeah, I, he's just not. I just don't believe he's a difference so, maker. I know there are a lot of yeah. people that think he's like really, really good, and at times he can be. He was really, really good when he was paired with Jay Bomeister, yeah. and he was asked to please just shut down people, yeah. and then he did it, and it was great, and it was fantastic. But he doesn't have that guy anymore. This is always gonna happen. You're always gonna read when you win the cup. You're always gonna see it with rose-colored glasses. Mm. Of course, that's human. That's mm. impossible to avoid. But, like, we do, you've talked, I think you talked about it after the first of the two, uh, after the Vegas loss. Like, that's, we gotta be done. That's gotta yeah. be, it was great. The memories will last forever. Thank you, Laura Brannigan. Thank you, Jordan Bennington. Thank you, other people whose names don't start with B. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you got, like, we have to reevaluate. Hmm. You're going to lose a player this summer. I think we can afford to lose whoever they take. I would love to... Ivan Barbershev has to stay, Steven. <laughs> he has get, to stay. If we're going to lose Sunquist or if we're going to lose Barbershev, like, I'd rather get something for those guys, obviously. But everybody's going to lose somebody. Are we going to not protect Sunquist, which makes sense. Of course you don't. Yeah. But that... Oh, if we don't, he's gone. That guy's gone, oh, right? For sure, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a really good third, fourth line guy. Yeah, I would... I think you protect oh. Sunquist. Please do. I'm be so Tarasenko, sad. O'Reilly, Shin. <laughs> I like the thought that we're going to protect Sunquist, but we're going to kick Piran to the Wolves. I could see... Shin doesn't have a no-trade. 
I'm just saying. I just put them out it. there. I'm just saying. What is this? Fe- what is that feeling where you don't protect them, then they come back and go, "Dude, I didn't think they were gonna take you anyways." <laughs> yeah, and it's like, but what does that mean? Insult, yeah. yeah, you're just insulted the minute uh, you let someone in every conceivable way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think if Schwartz, if if Schwartz isn't here, then you can easily protect Tarasenko, O'Reilly, Shen, Sunquist, Peron, Thomas, and Kyrie. Yeah. But, again, that's just another thing to consider. Um, <sighs> do you want to talk coaching? Yeah, I do. I really don't think Craig Broom is great. I'm not, I'm not saying you have to fire him. I get what he did for this team. We talked about it last time, though. He's a motivator, and this team ain't motivated. <laughs> And he's clearly not a strategist, because as you talked about, the lines that he assembled for last night's game were a freaking drawing out of a hat, <laughs> other than the Shin Schwartz Tarasenko line. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mike Hoffman. <laughs> Mike Hoffman has one skill. He always had one skill. He's had one skill since the dawn of time. He does it very well. And here's the thing: NBA teams. Have people who the only thing that they do at a, at an NBA level is shoot three points mm-hmm. shots, and they utilize those people. You know what they do with them? They bring them out there when they need to hit some three point <laughs> shots. They don't turn them into interior defensemen. Mm-hmm. I know we harped on this last time, but it's just like I'm not, I'm not really pro Mike Hoffman, but like you paid for four million dollars for a guy. And you never used him the right way. For a single second, you used him in the first game, and then you decided, well, we've got to teach him to be better. He's not, you can't. You can't, you, you can't. It's I know, not, he's like a 30-year-old it's player, It's like trying bro. to teach a stone to not be a, a stone. You know, you can't do it. You can run it underwater all day long. It's not getting softer, because it's still a rock, and that's not how rocks work, you know? Maybe if you leave it... But rocks are weak to water. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Um, that's a, the most squaring example, but the system, the system's real bad. We're not, our shots aren't penetrating. <laughs> the power play was bad. We're not getting, we're not creating high danger chances. Mm-hmm. We've got the worst high danger chance, one of the worst high danger chance percentage in the league which can only be even worse after last <laughs> night's game. I just, I don't see what Bru. There's nothing that I can point to where I'm like, Bruby does that really well. Mm-hmm. Except be the fiery guy, and this team isn't fiery. So That's like, the thing. The like thing the... about that is it always wears off. The message mm-hmm. always goes stale. Ken Hitchcock, for whatever his faults, his system's still going to work. Until mm. what what literally happened here is that the players literally just gave up. On just stopped doing it. They just it. stopped doing it, specifically because they knew he would be fired, which was the stupidity of hiring a coach and waiting in the first place. Still, the biggest mistake of Armstrong's career. One of the biggest but, mistakes in hockey. I, I, I gotta tell you, it just it doesn't get enough. It really doesn't. Every get time enough. it brings oh. up, I'm like, wow! <laughs> <laughs> just my brain explodes. I, and I know we've done this before, but the fact that the coach in waiting he chose was Mike yeah, Yo. There's so many layers. It's not a to Sheldon this. Keith type where you're like, this could be the next great NHL coach. Mm. Mike Yo had already failed 
massively. <laughs> and you're like, nope, he's our guy. Doug Armstrong was hyped for fucking cyberpunk. Then all the it came out and it was garbage. And he yep. said, yeah, but I still want cyberpunk. And now The Last of Us Part 3 is our game in waiting. <laughs> <sighs> I, I don't think Craig Brewer is an amazing coach. I think realistically, obviously, like they're not going to fire him this year. And I don't think unless they have like just an unless they continue this streak into next year mm-hmm. of floundering, they're not going to fire him next year either because he's got one year left and they'll just let him walk it off or whatever. But this is the same thing that happened to him when he was in Philly. They they fired whoever it was. He was now the coach and then they, they made the playoffs cause they were fiery and everything. And then the next season they were worse than they were when he got brought in as the coach. So it's just, I don't have anything against him again, but it's, he seemed to have some strategy within the playoffs when we won the cup, as far as, at least as far as putting the right player in at the right time, right? Putting in Sammy Blay when he needed to, Zach Samper when he mm-hmm. needed to. Um, some of that makes me think that's a good call. And maybe, it's not that hard for these players to play well and be motivated when they're in the Stanley Cup finals. (laughs) They're like, Oh, the coach put me in. Ah, I think I'll dog it. Um, so I don't know. He's just like you said, so much a player's coach. And when you are the motivation person and the team doesn't look motivated and then your answer to everything is, we just got to stick it out and we just got to keep pushing and yada, yada. It's just, it rings very hollow. One of the thing, one of the very few things I loved about um, the Ken Hitchcock era was like occasionally he'd be in a post game press conference and they'd be like, "What's wrong with this team, coach?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, our our two three defense didn't work. We're gonna yeah. have to do man to man next time. We'll yeah. fix it all in practice." It'd just be like we didn't have any shots. You like count how many shots we had. Yeah. We had like no shots. You're not gonna score without shooting the puck and he'd be like so that's crap and then they'd just talk about it like hey i remember thinking that too when we got rid of him i was like man i liked how much of a straight shooter he was just kind of like yo we suck yeah and he'd be like hats off to the other team because we blow yeah. <laughs> or whatever and i was like yeah i kind of like that because you're kind of a little more like i'm on the player's side but also i'm in their face like hey guys what the fuck i'm yeah. telling you what to do you're doing it but you're doing it real shitty yeah and i think craig ruby is very much like hey everyone I, he's on the other side of the line with the players which I don't mind either, but it's not working right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't think you fire him now. I don't think you even fire him mm. in the offseason. Because I think he's the parachute you can pull if it ain't going right next season. You gotta have you that. Know? Um, it's like a train. Yeah, it's exactly like a train. And then a Steve Atta coach. But speaking Please. of... Oh, yes. With zero quadriceps, but a lot of passion. <laughs> um... <laughs> To me, you trade as many of your unrestricted free agents as you can get reasonable yeah. value for. I would, I would, I would chop everybody. I would chop Stanford, Dunn, Blay, Schwartz. I would, I would really try to trade Schwartz. You can't. I just don't see like how you can just extend him. Mm-hmm. And if you're not gonna extend him, you gotta trade him. Because you can't let another of your key pieces walk for nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I really don't think it's a Jaden Schwartz problem, but it's a looking at the whole picture. It's like, where does he fit? And like, you money have wise. To, he, yeah, and even he fits, but then like everybody else doesn't fit, and yeah. you already married. 
It's like it's like you fall in love with somebody, but you're already married. You're just gonna have to not do that. You know, I mean, I know. Well, Stephen, I know, but you know, in an ideal world, you could not be shitty. Just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is trade deadline Monday, big weekend. I don't think this weekend's game should matter at all. I mean, I guess if you win both of them convincingly, maybe that's different, but, like, you're not gonna. Yeah. So, to me, you really have to look at this team, and to me, it's like you have to keep O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. You want to keep Ferran and Cairo and Thomas. Yep. Uh... <laughs> uh. Bennington is someone I want to keep, but you don't have to Bennington, keep. I still think you like want to keep him. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But like, there's some other people, Shin to a lesser extent, but like your Krugs, your Fox, some of those guys, your Scandellas, Scandellas been fine, but like not great. Like those are guys you have to keep because you're not going to get anything for them. But well, I like, mean, no one's gonna no one's gonna trade you for him. But like those are six six or seven guys, and to me, everyone else on this roster, you can talk about. You like you got to figure out who you're stuck with, who you have to build around, who mm. you want to build around, and then everybody else right now very negotiable. This team obviously needs some churn, and I know they've churned a fair amount, mm. but the forward group hadn't churned hardly at all, and I think it's time. Yeah. Um, and you know your defense. It's not. I don't. I don't think you can be that team anymore. Which is another reason where it's like maybe it's time to move away from Verubi, because like you're not going to be a shutdown team with this personnel. True, so you might as true. well figure out how to be a, a puck possession, creative offensive team and play to the strengths of even if you trade Dunn, Perunovic and Falk to some extent yeah, yeah, and Krug. True, yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe that's a, a world where Reinke and Wallman fit in more long-term. That's the thing, too, is, like, our defense, our, like, stats de- defensively have uh, been been mediocre, but they've been the best part of yeah. this team, of, of this trash can team. Yeah. Where, where our goaltending and our offense have been, like, literally, like, league worst. Our defense has been, like, 19th in the league. Like, expected goals against would be, like, 13 or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? This team playing a system that isn't even all that great for them defensively is okay at it actually bad so if they play an even a system that fits them even better i can only imagine they'd they'd be in the top third defensively i don't think they i think i don't think the personnel is as much a problem like you said as much as like the system for the personnel yeah and i think they need to feel free i think they right now especially the defense knows if you allow three goals it's over yeah which means that they're playing tight, they're playing back at the line, which is not helping the fact that you can't score. Mm-hmm. And I think Krug is a guy that needs to he needs to feel free. He needs to feel like if once every two or three games someone gets past him on a breakaway, that's not going to be the end of the world. And I just feel like with Baruby there, kind of going to, you know, that's just kind of the guy he is, where it's like, well, you screwed up and, you know, whatever. But, like, <laughs> I just don't think... I think there's personnel here that are still fine. I don't know if we're elite. We're not as good as the Avs or, you know, maybe even the Wild. But, like, I think we can be competitive and be interesting and then kind of rebuild 
Mm-hmm. Do the do the Doug Armstrong thing where you're like fine, and then like in a couple of years it's like oh damn they're really good again. Um, but like I don't think it's a good marriage right now with the personnel and the coach, and I don't think it's a good marriage with like some of the players that are playing together and like some of the situations they're in. Hoffman's obviously been a whole weird thing. More than yeah. time to move on from him. And listen, you pay $4 million, you get like a second or third round pick. Not the end of the world. I was like, yeah, oh, swing and a miss for one year. It's too mean, bad, but yeah. whatever. But also, no harm, no foul. There's mm-hmm. no such thing as a bad one-year contract, you know, except for Taylor Hall. But they're going to probably still get stuff for him, right? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, whatever we give them. <laughs> I don't know if we have a ton more to say. We've been recording for a while now, so... I th- you know I think we just gotta watch this trade deadline and see what happens. Um, do you have any f- any clothing clothing thoughts? <laughs> clothing thoughts. I'm a big uh, big Shears person. Um, I don't know. What do you think they go? You think they go zero for three against the Wild these next three games? Yeah, I really do. I really don't think they're good. I really fundamentally think. Uh, I'm I'm with you there. I think so. I was trying to give them one win. I was thinking maybe like. Maybe they go one one and one, but uh, nah, I think it's oh. Maybe they go like oh one and two. Oh, oh god, two loser points. Ah, yeah. oh, Christ! It's gonna be sorry. It's gonna be like a <laughs> guys. That's kind of like a win, you know. Yeah, and you and you took not. that team to OT. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, My least yeah. favorite is when you take a team to OT because they tied the game up and then they beat you. You go, well, we took them to OT. I'm like, no, they took us to OT. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw a headline the other day that was like, Fiala's first NHL hat trick lifts the wild past the avalanche. And I was like, they won 8-3. to three. So literally, you could have subtracted his hat trick <laughs> and they still would have won 5-3. to three. Uh, I think that next game is going to be really interesting because it's like we're coming off this big state statement win, mm. but like the wild really are coming off a statement win. Um, and you know, I don't think that's going to be good. The wild beat, uh, the wild are aggressively asking me to give me their email. Not a chance, <laughs> Minnesota. Uh, that eight to three, then they lost a five to four to Colorado, but they beat Vegas in consecutive games um so you know they're they're a hot team they're good caprizal is really good i think we're gonna struggle they're both here which is bad for us apparently we're like great we're like four seven four 14 and three or something now so i just don't think it goes well but i don't think it should matter how they go i think i think you gotta kind of realize you're not you're not there the same (laughs) now Let's say it, Dougie. Uh, so, and, you know, Doug's done it before. He did the same thing with Stasny. And that was the year we made the playoffs, wasn't mm-hmm. it? One of those two years we made the playoffs. Shattenkirk's year we did. Stasny, wild, we, right? yeah, Stasny, we almost made it. Yep, 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 yep. And this is going to be the Avs year, but in a different way. <laughs> so, enjoy your third we're cup. Probably, I, I would assume we'll do something on monday or around monday if we if it's worth talking about yeah and if it's not we'll be back next thursday but we usually do a bonus episode we'll figure it out we can record satellite Mm -hmm. or in person however it works however the people do the stuff now you know uh until then you know have have some have some mimosas chillax have a great weekend 
do whatever relaxes you and brings you joy. And we'll yeah, talk. you need that. We'll talk real soon, you know? Mm-hmm. Au revoir, Jaden. Yo, get it twisted. This rap is mine. Mother start of game. What you heard is what you hearing. It's what you hearing, listen. It's what you hearing, listen. It's what you hearing, listen. X go give it to you. Wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock, knock, open up the door. It's real. With the non-stop pop up, I'm stainless steel. Go hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I make the mother wonder if you did it. Damn right, and I do it again. Cause I am like so I got to win. Break bread with the enemy. No matter how many cats I break bread with, I'll break who you sending me. You motherfucker never wanna know what your life saved. That's on a light day, I'm getting down. Down. Like it said freeze. But won't be the one ending up on his knees. Please. But the only thing you can't steal was came out to play. Stay out my way. Motherfuckers, we gonna rock.